The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. That is true. The horses larger than I expected. Like, when I was a kid, I would see pictures of horses, and I'd be like, oh, I will ride one, and it'll look like the statues in the park. Uh, but those are like ponies or something. Like, the scale is totally off. When did you ride your first horse? Um, like, how old were you? Or how old were you when you, when you saw your first horse, I guess? <laughs> the first time I saw horses when I was riding a horse, and that had to be when I was like 12 or so? Wow. Yeah, I grew up next to a horse farm. What? Yeah, so it was like you know, I would walk my dog and there'd be some horses and they'd usually be like dicks. And when you say horses were dicks, how were they being dicks? Yeah, yeah, like a little... You got your nice horses, you got your, like, all business horses, and then you have your, like, dick horses who are just, like, they're just wild horses that are in a pen and are rude and they bite. And they're just, yeah, they're just dicks. Same way people are. I think a horse biting seems very ineffective. Like... Of all the things it could do to you, like, it can kick you to death. Yeah. It can throw you into the air, but it's like, I'm going to bite you? Yeah, they, they have, like, because well, they're, like, herbivores, so, like, when they bite, it's not like a, like a it's not like a bite? dog. Yeah, it's like, it's like being, like, a clamp, almost. It's like being pinched hard as, like, it hurts, but. So you've been bitten by a horse? No, but I've seen it happen, and it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, No. I don't want to put on like I'm some country boy who gets bit by horses all the time. But I have seen it happen. So, uh, do you want to tell the listeners where we are walking to and who you are? <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, listeners. Uh, my name is Jake Head. I'm a comic uh, from the United States South. Um, we are in Central Park, New York City, baby. <laughs> And we are going to my favorite place, the Bethesda Fountain, off uh, 73rd Street in Central Park West. It is one of my favorite places in the world. I feel like for a lot of people, it's been the center of the world. And I think the Central Park itself? I think this part of Central Park... Uh-huh is the center of the world. Okay. And I mean, I'm sure that's a, that's a very Western, you know, thing. But not like, Mecca. No. No, not Mecca. It's like, I think if you're not religious and you're just like an American person and you, I don't know, I think, I think this part of Central Park is like the cultural center of the world. Okay, so tell the listeners, uh, just because we walked here from the train, um, what did we pass by that was of historical significance? <laughs> uh, the, yeah, if you get off of the, the right train, you pass by the Dakota where John Lennon was shot and uh, where Yoko Ono still lives <laughs> great. to this day. Yeah. And uh, then you walk through Strawberry Fields where uh, I made an off-color comment about... I guess I just have to say it's, if you ever if you ever in New York City and you need to see an Asian person crying, uh, check out Strawberry Fields, folks. It's great. Uh, but yeah, there's always someone playing Beatles covers. Yes, confirmed. Yeah, Good Day Sunshine, which is a weird one. What? So normally they play just Imagine or just all the the sappy Lennon solo stuff. A lot of that. That's where the money is, you know. 
I don't know if I uh, like. As I'm a big Beatles fan. Uh-huh. I don't think I listened to any of their stuff after they stopped being the Beatles. So I haven't listened to John Lennon stuff. I haven't listened to Wings. I I don't do oh, any wow. of. Wow, check them out. Wings is Wings is neat, and John Lennon's got some stuff. Uh, the Plastic Ono band has some stuff. Who? Plastic Ono bands like John Lennon, Yoko Ono stuff. Uh-huh. And George Harrison's like solo stuff is is really something. Right. There's that documentary on him that's like worth watching. He's the one I had a crush on when I was growing up. I was like, <laughs> yeah, George Harrison, that guy, is gonna be my boyfriend. That's <laughs> how time works. Yeah, he had a heart attack. <laughs> that, that was uh, something. Yeah, he's great. He's a great guy. Uh, great story. Uh, what a life. So is this the Bethesda? This is the Bethesda Fountain. We're, All right, we're do you want to walk down? Uh, let's go around. Okay. It looks like we're about to interrupt a dance thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I didn't. But it is. Why don't, we, why don't you look right here? Uh, this is my first time at the fountain. This is the Bethesda Fountain Terrace. So the fountain's actually this right here. Yeah. But this whole terrace has existed since uh, the late 1800s. Oh. And it was built, you know, by the city. But the fountain, what stands out to me, what maybe makes me love the fountain, is the... Uh, the fact that it's just a public fountain and how just like gorgeous it is, but also this angel atop the fountain yeah. is the first ever public arts work given to a woman really? by the city ever. It was in. It was in. Uh, let, me, let me get the date, <laughs> the date right. Uh, Wait, is this and this? While you're looking up history, um, do you know if this was the one that's featured in Angels in America? I don't know what that is. Angels in America is a Tony Kushner play that I was, like, way too into in high school. I mean, there was an HBO special with, like, Meryl Streep and uh, Jeffrey Wright and It's like a, it's a probably on here. Um, oh, those boats are about to crash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if you have to get insurance for those things. Yeah. People are probably pretty wild on there. There's so many canoes in a small area, and I yeah. imagine they're going to hit each other. They might, but... So, yeah, they're the first... But just just the angel. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the fountain itself was, was probably built by some dude, but <laughs> the angel atop was... Emma Stebbins. Uh, it was eight. The year was 1868, <laughs> okay. and it's the first public work ever given to a woman. They paid the city paid for it, and then at its unveiling, the critique of it was that it was not beautiful enough. A journalist, journalist. That was the consensus. Boo. It was that, it's like such a classic. Like that's the, that's yeah. the great example of the patriarchy. It's like oh look. Well, she's doing something, and then it's like, oh, we get a chance to shit on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, look at like it's a gorgeous it a like gorgeous it, you can't you can't say that like that's not that's not valid criticism. It's beautiful, uh, and it's supposed to represent the um, the getting fresh water in New York when it may have been New Amsterdam. Oh. It was when they brought uh, fresh water. The cherubs are supposed to represent something. There's four little yeah. little gentlemen right there who are naked and uh, they're each supposed to yeah, they're, yes, yeah, they're not people. Uh, just state employees. Yeah, they gotta um, be naked, you gotta stand, all weather. <laughs> all weather. Take Oof, pictures rough. You non-union. Uh, yeah, they're supposed to represent um, I can't remember the essence of of the life or something. Uh-huh. I don't remember. They're each holding I something. The music was coming from the environment, not just a person with a speaker on a bike. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's different stuff. There's this guy over here who I've seen several times, the bubble guy. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he just has this, like, weird, like, net, and he just uh, puts it up in the air. It makes these enormous bubbles, and kids go bananas for them. And then How their parents... There is a little bucket right out in front oh. of the soap, and uh, people, like, parents just give them... I'm sure that dude makes bank, and I'm sure his <laughs> forearms are giant from lifting that thing. That's what he's on his dating profile. I'm the bubble guy. <laughs> yeah, he's... And we're like, yeah... Yeah, he kind of looks like, um, uh, is it Robert Smith from The Cure? He looks, he's got that hair going okay. on. Uh, choice to still do. Yeah, that's, he's got the long hair, but I think he's like European. Um, but he's always out here doing that. Them, uh-huh. um, and then people are always getting like, uh, some sort of proposal picture. No one's doing that right now. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, right there, right there. Someone's getting married right there. Yeah, there's always people getting, um, those pictures right there. Uh, I wonder why they would do it, like, did they just get married up there, or like? Otherwise, no, why no. would they do it on like a Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, that's just probably just just bad timing. Uh, but uh, why they taking pictures? No, the, the people getting married. It's like you couldn't have done this during the you know the weekday. I know they just like to take pictures near the water before a wedding because it's supposed to be good luck. Ah, oh, okay, good luck. That's why you often would see them places like this or near the piers. Well, they look ah, great. Yeah, it's a, it's a happy couple. They look great. A double-breasted suit. Okay, I like it. Yeah, that's a he. He's pulling it off though. Yeah, he is. That is something. That is good looking. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I hadn't thought of. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like, like a groom's coat, uh, but that looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and we can go. Uh, we can go down. Like All this right. isn't even like the most impressive part All of. Right. The most impressive part of the fountain, like just visually, is probably the terrace. Okay. Um, because for me, what I, what I love to do here is just to put yourself in the just shoes of like a 19, just imagine it's like 1910 yeah. and you live in a tenement <laughs> and then you just get to go uptown and just live your life amongst this right. like majesty <laughs> that the city pays for, yet you live in a tenement. Yeah. And it's just, it's it, it basically just like... It, just peasants could get to go live in a man just gonna go be in a mansion for a little while and it's just such a great statement of new york i like that just yeah that i don't think that exists in the same way in other places like i listened to a podcast about um prospect park being built and how that was kind of the aim like all right you guys live in brooklyn tenements but you get to come here and there's fountains and we've created this whole environment yeah oh what what is this 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 is the terrace like this is what we were above and the acoustics in here are incredible and you'll there's a guy playing uh an accordion right now which from out here sounds fine it sounds really good but as soon as we step into this arch you're gonna hear like an incredible difference in sound of this accordion do you feel that yeah like how much it resonates now So, like, street musicians have just been playing here for years because the acoustics are unbelievable and the foot traffic is incredible. And it's also gorgeous. The the tiled ceiling with the nice lighting to it. Like, it doesn't have bird shit on it or nothing. It's, like, real clean. Yeah, the city city takes really good care of it. And uh, it's gorgeous. And it's been this way for over 200 years almost. 150 years at least. And... uh, yeah, just imagine living in squalor and then being able to come here and just being like, oh, okay. Well, this was nice. Now let's go back to the where I live above three other dudes 
It's like a triple bunk bed situation. That seems terrifying. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. I mean, I when I moved to New York to do comedy, I lived in two different basements with two different men. So with a curtain separating us. So it's like not that much better, but times have advanced. Yeah. I just think the way that you described that, like you lived in two different basements with two different men. Uh, but like people you knew or like mm-hmm. rando strangers who were just like. Shout out to Mike Denny and shout out to Rob Hayes. Ah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, they. Uh, you don't live with those guys. I, I I still live with Rob, but oh. when uh, uh when the time came, I could uh, that I could get my own room in our apartment. I did. Ah, nice. So yes, yeah, so I have a you room got now. I have a door. Oh. I have a, a, a room. I have a bed. I do whatever I want in there. Yeah, you can go crazy. Make my own plans. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I've seen just uh, in our walk. Not very far. Uh, a lot of photography, yeah. a lot of videography. It, do you need, like, a permit to shoot here? Uh, I doubt it. I think a lot of people come here to pad their portfolios because uh-huh. just, like, even if, you, even if you're a shit photographer, just, <laughs> just aim and shoot anywhere, and yeah. it looks great. Uh, but, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a public park, so you can kind of do whatever you want. Nice. I think that's why people take their wedding photos here. So oh, yeah. just, it looks great. It costs you nothing. Um... Yeah, like, where would you rather do it? I mean, it's perfect. This is dope. I think some people confuse or, 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 or uh, assume that this is the fountain from Friends, which it looks nothing like. Yeah. It's so much bigger. Right. But I think a lot of people come here and they take pictures because they think it's that. Mm. And they get in the, the... There's no water right now because it's too cold, but right. uh, they just get in there and they take pictures like they're in Friends. <laughs> like... That's on a studio lot in L.A. Yeah. That's not a real place. That's what they talked about in uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that might have been here. I, I can't remember that app, but, like, that might have been here. So, oh, yes, you were, like, interrupted. Oh, yeah. so this is a different one. Yeah, it's a different, different one. Yeah, they look great, too. Yeah. He's single-breasted, though. Yeah, yeah, he's more traditional. But he's I wearing like, brown I shoes, dude. I love formal blue. I'm glad formal blue is making a, making a comeback. Yeah. It looks so nice. It's real soft. Yeah, he looks great. He's wearing like she looks like a princess. Yeah. She looks like it's insane. Yeah, as we get closer to this angel, don't uh Yeah, you you know that, you know that uh that <laughs> racket. That racket, yeah, you're like, oh wow, a beautiful bracelet. And then and then like, oh now you have to pay uh uh what is it, a donation. It's yeah. like, no, that's not how donations work. Yeah, you yeah. just sold this yeah. to me. Right, that's how they get you. If you're ever in New York, don't that don't don't fall for that. If someone trying to put something around your your wrist, don't let them. Also, if someone runs into you and then like drops their glasses or like a phone, yeah, never don't pick it up. Yeah, don't. No, well, don't. Just keep going. They did that on purpose. Okay. Like that's the thing is they'll you take broken glasses, right? Uh-huh. And then you walk around and then you kind of walk into somebody and then throw the broken glasses on the ground. Yeah. And be go go. You broke my glasses. Uh-huh. And then you're like, just give me, we'll just, just give me two hundred dollars, and we'll, and then so Ain't people. Never heard of Parker. I'm not giving them two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Zenny Optical, eight ninety nine. Glasses that cheap. No way. Nice. You getting paid for that plug? <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, use iBuyDirect in hope one day they give me money. Nice. Um, I use them consistently. They're, uh, they got a lot of good styles. Check them out. Um, how often do you come to this fountain? I come. I try and come here like every once a season for sure, because it looks so different every season. Like summer, it's all lush and green and 
sprig. This is really big. Yeah. It's a lot of water. I mean, it doesn't fill up that high, but it does fill up. But, yeah, and the it spouts out of the, the center ring there. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a, uh, there's no, like, they don't police, there's no lifeguard, but, like, I don't think they really, really care. New York's kind of got that, like, you want to do that? Yeah. All right, are you hurting anybody? No? Okay, just do it. If you hurt yourself, though, that's on you. That's the philosophy of New York. It's a very simple philosophy. It's basically, you can do whatever you want whenever you want to <laughs> do it, as long as you want to do it more than anyone does not want you doing it. It's just a, it's just a willpower game. Like, it's just who's, are you more upset at someone doing that than they are wanting to do it, then they gotta stop. That's all it is. And so if people are in the fountain, I don't think anyone's gonna be like, get out of that fountain. So then you can just do it. This summer, uh, on a day when I own and wear flip-flops, I'm gonna get into this fountain. Yeah, there aren't any, like, yeah, you don't see any, like, dry heroin needles or anything. No, no, this is a good part of the park. Yeah. This is, uh, you wouldn't do that here. I mean, you, I mean, maybe. Uh, well, you could, but, I mean, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say? Where should, I mean, we should, who, who are we to judge where they do their heroin? Yeah. I mean, that's do a shady place, place where we had the good acoustics. Yeah, you could, yeah. Wrap up. Yeah. I've never Rand, done heroin, so I don't know what, how you, what, how Me? would you label the process, do heroin, yeah. take I think, it's, I think I think heroin's such a, a hard drug that you do it. Okay. I think you can take. I think you only take uh, pills. Okay. I think you do heroin, and then I think everything else you just talk like you snort cocaine, okay. you smoke weed. But you don't you do, do cocaine. You just. Yeah, I guess I you could you. say do cocaine, but I think I think more. I think yeah, I guess do cocaine. I don't know. I would probably say snort cocaine, but okay. I think heroin's the only one I would say do. I don't want to go do heroin because I think they they would I mean the industry term would probably be shoot up okay. but like I don't want to that's not <laughs> what I would say I would say do which is like the same like how like you know Christian ministers would be saying he, he went off and did weed and it's like he sounds like a nerd and we probably sound like a nerd to anyone who's ever done heroin yeah, like, do heroin are you kidding me shoot up my favorite drug term is get wet what does that mean? It's for um, it's for angel dust. I thought that was have sex. No, maybe it has all the best ones. Okay. I didn't know that one. That one's great. Not like get your dick wet. It's like you know, mm. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those uh, came around about the same time. But okay. yeah, get wet. Do is, people? Have I think sex PCP. On angel dust? I don't know. Uh, okay. I've only been around one guy who's ever some outside of a mic one time. Some weed was laced, what? and he was just yeah. He was like. It was, yeah, it was like a, oh, I did, it was the classic drug situation where it's like, someone's like, hey, you want to hit this? And like, everyone assumes it's weed, and it's like, nope, sorry, angel dust. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uncouth, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I feel like that's an in-private thing. Like, yeah. weed, we all, like, oh, okay. It's fine, yeah. yeah. You can smoke it, whatever, but like. Please do that in the privacy of your own home. Yeah, that's not a consensus, like, understanding. Like, I don't know. I'm not a big drug guy. I don't, yeah. I don't. <laughs> this guy's, this guy's in the, in the <laughs> He's living his best <laughs> Some guy just jumped into the fountain, did like an 80s <laughs> jump, and then jumped out. He wanted to do that. That's going to be a. He saw this as a yeah. He was like, and, he, and he looked around, thought about it, and he went for it. He went for it. And now he's going to go to prison. That would be so funny. <laughs> that, that's the only guy. Like, you're like, all right, sorry, buddy. Yeah, because nobody's in here, and it's like a perfectly fine, flat surface. Yeah. And the rest of the areas are crowded. So it's like, yeah, you could. Why not? You could definitely do that but if you'd like we to. Out, 
turn, like we turn around and these people beside us they're facing in the fountain now yeah. yeah no I think that's the way to do it yeah uh, I don't know there's great people watching here you know weirdest thing you've ever seen here um here or in New York Let's go here and then eat. Okay, here in Central Park. Um, nothing really. Uh, I had a long-term relationship end in Central Park. <laughs> I was dating a girl for two years, and this is where we had our like climactic breakup, which is so uh, you know, it's such a film, you know, <laughs> trope. Come to Central Park. Look at that bubble. That's right. Oh, it was so close. Good bubble. It's a big uh, bubble. Two bubbles can join, and it's gonna. Yeah, this guy. Pop. Oh. Big fan of this guy's work. His bubble work. <laughs> the bubble work. Yeah, we had like a she, the fight. The fight. Uh, I mean, it it had been, you know, stewing for a while. But it, we were walking here from Times Square, and a Times Square barker was was pitching pitching comedy, and goes like, "We got Jerry Seinfeld and Tina Fey tonight," and it's like I was like. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, hey, just don't talk to that guy. And I was very, ter- I was very rude and terse about it to my uh, ex-girlfriend. And then we had, she was mad about it the whole time. And then we got here and had a big fight. And then we like walked to the most beautiful <laughs> part of the fight and then just fighting the entire time. Well, uh, I, I think so we were the weirdest thing okay. I've ever seen, I think. But not like nothing. This isn't a part of New York where you come to wild. Like if you're like, a, you got a neat like character quirk you got a weird uh personality disorder i don't know you just don't come here it's weird i don't know what it is i don't know what keeps out the um i don't i don't want to say riffraff but i don't know because like this dude's riding a bike with a dog in it like that's neat that's wild like it's it's all like wholesome new york insanity you know look at that dog the dog's just like in a bike and it doesn't care yeah it's wild i do want like I don't understand what dogs do and don't understand. So, like, yeah. just he's like, I know to sit still here. I know not to jump yeah. around. As Calm like, dogs. Yeah. Calm dogs are, like, insane to me. Like, you ever seen, like, a dog? Like, I've seen, like, people have, like, dogs on their shoulders. Like, they'll, like, wrap them around, oh, like, yeah, yeah. front legs, back legs on their like shoulders. A, like a lamb that you're Yeah, the and they're just, like, chill about that. I'm like, how did that come to be? I wouldn't be chill about that. No. It probably hurts. Dogs have, like, weird backs. <laughs> they're not, like... They're not like cats, you know? You can't just, like, drape them. Yeah, you can do whatever with a cat, but dogs are stiff. They're rigid. Um, but, yeah, the weirdest thing... The weirdest thing I've ever seen in New York, though, it really goes hand-in-hand hand with that... Uh, that you can do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. It was uh, Maria Hernandez Park, uh, which is, like, a park in Bushwick that's... Mostly working class families, you know, use it for activities and whatnot. And they decided they were going to have a movie night for, like, the kids. So they showed Frozen in the park like, on a big screen, which is, like, so nice. And, uh, you know, a rally around the community. And then a man took it upon himself to scream through Frozen. <laughs> just, just scream. Just, ah. Through the, through the, and nobody, like, it's, you can do, you can do whatever you want to do as long as you want to do it more than anyone. <laughs> does not want you doing it. So nobody wanted to be like, hey, buddy, don't scream through Frozen. So he got to live his dream of screaming through Frozen. That's crazy. That's a long movie. That, yeah, I've never seen it. but I haven't either, but like, it's a feature-length film. It's not 30 minutes. It's probably it's an hour 10. It's scream that long. Yeah. What a trooper. Yeah. He really wanted to do it. Oh, more people are walking in the fountain now. Kids are... The seal is broken. Yeah. The seal uh, is broken. Oh, no. 
That's probably when they'll be like, hey, all right, hold on. But it's fine. Where are they going to come from? It is a child. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, it's like a kid's not going to do damage. This thing's so old. I'm more so like where the kid's going to be able to climb high enough that if they fall, it's a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, there, I mean, she's going to slide, but it's like two feet. Yeah, this dad looks like he's from Vermont, so <laughs> he's got it. She's, I can see that. He's What's instilling. Colorado? Yeah, yeah. He's instilling a lot of liberal values in her, <laughs> letting her. You don't you know. wear that type of orange yeah. as a conservative. An earth tone orange. Yeah. That's what it is, folks. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, like how can orange be earth tone? This guy's doing it. It's almost like a peach. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah, it's, I'm getting good at guessing where people are from. <laughs> just by their aesthetics. Did it on a date last night or the other night. I was like, "Oh, you're from Central Pennsylvania," and she was. Central Pennsylvania. How? Okay, what was she wearing that says well, I said, specific? I said Pennsylvania, and then she, and then it was what part? And I was like, it wasn't Philly. It was then it was like Harrisburg, and it was uh, you know twenty minutes south of Harrisburg. What was she wearing that said Philadelphia? She was kind of like kind of you know you got these like the aesthetics like she was kind of like a like a boring witch. Is that what I would describe her as? Like, she kind of was witchy, but, like, not not fun witchy. What is that? Like, very flowing, okay. very, like, like like loose, but also looks like the, the, the blouse might give you plus two to dexterity. Just kind of like she looked very fantasy, okay. D&D aspect. Okay, that I didn't understand. You said plus two to dexterity, and I was like, I... Yeah, D and D. Okay. Like you wear like the whole there's a lot of tropes in like RPGs and D and Ds where you'll wear like these boots give me plus whatever to whatever. Oh, okay. And uh, so like yeah, she was kind of dressed like a cleric <laughs> and just kind of like flowing. She looked like a magic user. All right. All right. Harry Potter ruined a lot of that for D and like uh, the whole the D and D community because Harry Potter's. Mean? Well, they just kind of no, they didn't ruin it, but they kind of normalized the idea of. Magic using again. You used to have to wear accoutrement. You used to have to dress a certain way. Now you can just wear jeans and be a wizard. What? Come on. You got to wear robe. I mean, they wore the robes, but like also, but also they just wore. Yeah, they wore like black jeans, and it's like that's okay. Okay, making taking the fun out of being a wizard. I don't know, man. I am a big Harry Potter fan. I will defend it until the day that I die. It's a great film. It's a great film. I don't. I. I. am a D and D purist. So anytime they stray from, like a, a an idea, I, I'm like, okay. So you're gonna use it. So you're gonna use it, but you're gonna change it completely. Okay, that's fine. You know. Like, give me an example of something. More like, that they use. like Twilight. It's just so fucking nerdy. But like Twilight, like the the werewolves and vampires and all that shit. It's like just like, okay. If you're gonna use. All these, like, I mean, not to say the, those vampires and werewolves are owned by D and D or the intellectual property, but like, in my world, <laughs> in my experiences, yes, they are. If I know their hit points, then you can't alter them. You know, like if it's like if they exist in this universe, then they're always going to exist in that universe for me. So if you show me a basilisk. And it's not the basilisk I know of. I'm like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. That's not what that looks like. And I can't help that. But that's that's probably like my nerdiest uh, yeah, character aspect. I'm like, I know what goblins look like. They don't look like that. Yeah. You so know, wait, did you watch the D&D movie? Which, which one? The one with, I think Thora Birch and, um, oh, what's his name? Jeremy Irons. No. Like, when did that come out? Uh, it had to be, like, mid... 
or like early 2000s, late, like 99, 2000? No. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, my family went to go see it. I don't remember any of it because I snuck out to go see something else, but <laughs> I definitely know that it happened. Weird, yeah. I mean, they, they release uh, D&D stuff kind of the same way they do, like, superhero movies. Like, they'll just every, every so often, they'll just kind of, like... Hey, let's release like a cartoon or something. And so right. there's always been like DD stuff, but I didn't know they'd put like a feature. Yeah, yeah, link. check it out. Also, Jeremy Irons, I don't know. That's I, a get. That's a big get. He's he's one of my favorites. He's like, a star. As far as like old British dudes, mm-hmm. he's like up there for me. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Good group of people. Yeah. Old British people. I'm a big fan. I've been watching all these really boring BBC, like. There's a show called Escape to the Country, yeah, what and is that? oh, I, I'm in love with it. It's so boring and it's so peaceful, and it's like it 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 epitomizes what people like about British TV compared to uh, American TV. And I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, I love like the British Office and the IT crowd is like yeah. the funniest. Like I don't care, and I don't I don't think they're funnier. I just think they are more like calm and yeah. kind of over a lot of things that Americans aren't over. And so it's basically this show that is no drama at all, but it's house hunters. So they'll show them three houses and it's these like city folks that want to move out to the British countryside. So they'll show them three houses and it's not like, which house are you going to pick? What are you going to do? They're just like, well, we showed you this house and, uh, and then they like very calmly give them their thoughts on it. And it doesn't end with them buying any of the houses. It ends with them going... Yes, well, thank you for showing us all those. We're going to consider all of them. And they don't, they have, they've never, I've never seen an episode where they bought a house or even, like, made an offer. They're just like, thank you for showing us those. This is a great Saturday. What was the point of it? There's no point. Okay. There's no, they just show them three houses. All right. And uh, I love it. It's so, like, the houses are neat. They're, like, old uh, British countryside houses. And uh, so that aspect of it's neat. And then just the, all the hosts are so calm. This guy right here? Yeah. I can see that. Like a swarthier Patrick. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of, he's a little thicker. Is he? He's got, he's got cheeks on him. Oh. That guy, I think. I just thought it was, like, Maybe. Maybe. He's a little, he's, I mean, everyone would be 20 if it was actually Actors are weird, because some of them, you, you, you realize, like, they're really scrawny, and then other of them, you're like, oh, you're kind of, like, you're kind of thicker, and you kind of slim down for a role, but then other people, you're like, oh, you're really lanky, and, like, you don't really notice it on film, but, like. That guy just looks like a guy. He okay. just looks like a normal dude. He looks like a normal New Yorker. Dude looks like he's from Yonkers or something. What is what is the Yonkers look? Uh, working class, usually uh-huh. Italian. Uh, like a lot of like you got New Jersey. Like they just look like they're from New Jersey. Just yeah. People like that. Just I, normal folk. I am so like based on where I grew up. Uh, we had like we don't get me wrong. We had upper and middle, lower class, uh, but we didn't have like that. Like, we had black people and white people. Like, mm-hmm. this Italian and, like, Irish stuff, it's all like, oh, you guys are, like, weird, but, like, still white. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to see, like, the differences. But, like, the whole, ooh, yeah, like, like Italians aren't white. It's like, okay. Like, I don't know. That, that, that's a very New York thing, I yeah. feel like. Like, I think anywhere else in the country, Italians, Italians are, are white. white. Yeah. But, like, in New York, it's like... I think they're technically white, but then they're like culturally different. Yeah. They have their own cultural identity that isn't just like, you know, an amalgamation, just white people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like they have their own culture here. 
but other places I feel like they're just filtered in with the rest of the white folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a lot in New York. I mean, like, you would never, other parts of the country, you'd never, like, consider, like, Polish people, like, yeah. cultural, and then you go to Greenpoint, you're like, oh, they do have, like, their own <laughs> thing going on. We went to a paint store the other day, and the guy helping me was like helping me and doing a great job but the entire time arguing with his co-worker in, 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 in Polish? Polish I think I think yeah. yeah and I don't think I think it's Polish and they were just like going at it but then you'd just be like anything else for you like in, in English like very sweet but yeah just livid with each other in a tiny paint store in Greenpoint is there good Polish food in Greenpoint? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. If you're into it, yeah, it's like it's great. I've had, I don't know if I've had Polish food. It's uh, it's very like sausagey. Oh, it's okay. like similar to like Germans type oh, stuff. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of the same. Um, they have like uh, they have a lot of like um, it's a lot of sausage based stuff, and then like a lot of uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a lot of goop. They have a lot of goop, a lot okay. of goopy stuff. Um, but if you're into it, like, yeah, the Greenpoint's great. I mean, every you can say that about every part of the city. You know, you're, like, into, if you're into, you know, Italian food, Little Italy isn't, like, it ain't called that for nothing, right. you know? It's, they'll have it. Uh, yeah, in, um, Forest Hills, Queens, I think? Or, yeah, Forest Hills has a big Indian population. Forest Hills, I think, I think I'm thinking of the right place. Forest Hills is the most culturally diverse, um, like square mile yeah. in the country. I want to go there. It's it's very, it yeah, but a lot of Indian folks there. And then there's also, um, there are a lot of Indian people who live in in Manhattan too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if there's, I, I, I've seen. I don't think that they, I don't, I'm sure they do, but I don't know if they have like a neighborhood yeah. or a block that's like, oh, a lot of this Indian is, folks yeah. live in Gramercy or like, I don't, I don't think it's anything like that, but I'm sure I'm just wrong and ignorant about it. I'm sure they have their own. And how, how long have you lived in New York? I think I met you when you had just moved here. Yeah, I've only been here two and a half years. So like, I'm not, I have no business discussing any of this. Like, <laughs> I feel like you get it pretty quickly. Yeah, and I had a job. I mean, I, I'm out out and about a lot I feel like you do comedy you go enough places and then my day job I, I'm sent out to a lot of different parts of the city so like I've been it's not like I've been in Bushwick the whole time like uh, or like yeah I, I've seen the city I've seen a lot of parts of it and I watched it I okay I take it back I did watch uh, Rick Burns New York uh, are you familiar with Ken Burns yeah did you know that his brother is also a documentarian no and you, his brother's style is exactly I, the I same. D- you would never know that it wasn't Ken oh, Burns <laughs> it's so funny like That's you would so never dick. know. you would never I don't know who's the older or younger oh, yeah, I guess. but Ken Burns and Rick Burns you would <laughs> never tell the difference it's uh, but Rick Burns has New York and it's like 11 hours long or something it's so long it's it's great it ends at like it ends at like 2002 so it's all rah-rah about the September 11th stuff Uh, but it starts I mean with Dutch colonies and it starts like it's information that's like crazy that they even have about all the the formation of Manhattan and like the Bronx and just the idea of like the 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 sprawl of yeah. how that, that I thought that I thought that was so interesting because like forever people have lived in Lower Manhattan like that's always been the the the, the focal point of yeah. like where people lived and worked and 
did everything, but then just the way, like people spread to Brooklyn, but then it was like, uh-huh. oh, you'd have to take a, you'd have to take ferries, you'd have to take, you'd have to get across that river, right. and then same thing with like the, the Bronx was all farm area, and it's wild. Uh, and then just people spreading up and then the trains and then the Brooklyn Bridge was huge because it made Brooklyn like a viable place to live. And at one point it was uh, planned and expected for downtown Brooklyn to become the new Manhattan. But they thought, man, because there's no room for expansion. Manhattan's done. And Brooklyn is uh, such a bigger landmass. So they were like, well, okay, well, then obviously we move to Brooklyn and we make this the thing. But then they were like, oh, but what if we just didn't care about human life? <laughs> that's an idea. And then they just started building skyscrapers. Yeah. And that's why Manhattan has never, never been, it's always been the main spot. Yeah. And downtown Brooklyn is kind of like, it's kind of dumpy. It kind of, like you go there and it's like underutilized yeah. and, uh, you just see, you just like this is this should be bigger, you know, and it's uh, and that's why is because it never came to fruition that it was a, a center of business. Like if a business is based in downtown Brooklyn, it's like kind of weird. It's like a hipster business. It's yeah, or like or like government. Like there's a lot of government stuff down over there. Yeah, I feel like is it like I know in D.C. there's like regulations about how tall buildings can be, but. Does anything like that exist for Brooklyn? Like, why aren't there more skyscrapers? Especially now that, like, a ton of people are moving there every single year and there isn't enough housing for them, like, yeah. as a relief to this? I think it's all zoning. I think uh, there aren't really any... Like, I don't even know what the biggest building in Brooklyn is. I mean, there's big... There's large buildings, but, like, I don't think there's any skyscrapers in Brooklyn and I think that's probably just because uh, I don't think it would be a zoning thing I think it would more just be like why would you do that if you have that kind of money uh, just why wouldn't you just build it in Manhattan and they're all they're about to build like over here on this uh, the southern part of the park they have I think it was approved they have plans to build not the the wording's really weird. Not the tallest, but the longest building. <laughs> so it goes. Go well, it goes up and then arches oh. and it comes down like a rainbow, but like a but like a very um, close together rainbow. Yeah, like it yeah. goes up, bends, and then comes down. What? So it's like it looks like it's two buildings, but I think it's one building. That's and it's supposed to be the longest building. Because they're count, they're like doubling it over. That's one building, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's really weird, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be right there, so it's gonna you know oh, alter the New York skyline yeah. in a really weird way because it's gonna yeah. be like a rainbow. Oh, um, I don't know. I just like I imagine Brooklyn in a hundred years is gonna look like. Um, did you ever see her? No. Uh, in that, and I think they robot movie. Uh, like voice computer. Oh yeah. Movie. Um, I think they filmed it in like Shanghai or something, but. Like, just skyscrapers as far as the eye can see, and everyone lives in a skyscraper. Yeah. I mean, that's this. I feel like that's... New York's really homey in some parts. It's just so weird. But then other parts, you're like, yeah, everyone lives in a skyscraper. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. And then you go to these other buildings that are, like, like six-story walk-ups. And yeah. it's like, this is a big building, but, like, it's not a skyscraper. No. And, like, I feel like the majority of people live in buildings like that that have, like, maybe 12 floors at the most. Right. Um, My building has three. Or yeah. Has Same. Five. Oh, mine's three. 
And yeah, but I mean, that's Brooklyn. It's not really cost effective to. I'm including the basement when I say five stories. Oh, yeah. And I guess ours is, yeah, four. Uh, yeah, it's not like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about real estate, but it just seems like if you just build like a decent building, you can just have tenants in it forever and yeah. just always be making money yeah. in oh, New York. another wedding. Where, where's this one? She's oh, got a yeah. coat on over her dress. But oh, yeah. She's coming down these stairs. That dress is fluffy. Yeah. Where's the groom? Is he the one oh, that guy. behind? Yeah. Carrying, carrying nice. a, uh, what is that? I don't know. It looks like a flamingo from here, <laughs> but it's like you can't, it can't be a flamingo. That's, oh, that would... that's trashy. <laughs> Some Florida shit. So you're from Florida. Would you ever move back? Yeah, I've had a lot of, I have a lot of like, romanticized thoughts about moving back and yeah, I mean there's nowhere else I'd rather be than New York I'm really enjoying it and um, no but I do love it and my brother's about to have a kid so like I would part of me would like love to just be there and just be that and be around uh, my nephew like that would be so nice but then it's just not a good, it's not a good idea, you know. It doesn't make any sense. I have the, you know, comedy's going just fine, yeah. and I have like the best job I've ever had. And just to uproot that to like move back, yeah, and uh, move to Jacksonville again, it'd just be weird. Really, I just I've I've always thought of my life as like being on borrowed time because I was so content coming out of high school to just marry my high school sweetheart and right. work at a blockbuster <laughs> that was like a, I was like yeah that's what like 100% that's what I'll do that sounds great yeah. and then just like this comedy shit started happening and uh, just w- all of this stuff is just icing on the cake that is insane to me that's really nice that's yeah like a really nice attitude. that's that's what I always that's how I always think about everything you know so it's it's not Florida. And it's like, Florida's fine. That would have been fine. I would have loved. The Blockbuster would have closed, and I would have got a job at GNC or something and would have worked there. It would have been fine. I don't, doesn't, it's great. It's a great life. And, uh, yeah, the fact that I'm here is, is weird. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, like I feel like I, I never feel out of place in comedy, but I do feel like I was never supposed to do it. What does that, yeah, what does that mean? It's not for me. It's for it's for like a, it's like a rich kids game. It's like it's for it's for the people who. When I started doing stand up, I I didn't know I could. I thought it was I thought stand up. This is such a dumb idea, but it's like kind of true. And sort of, I thought stand up was something actors did. Like I thought when I watched Conan, yeah. and it was like someone on Conan I thought that was just like a famous person who's like I'd like to do stand-up instead of doing panel yeah and that's what I thought it was so I thought if you weren't famous you couldn't do stand-up right and so when I saw my first open mic I was like wait these 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 people aren't famous though like (laughs) why are they doing it which is so true if you like if you the further you get along in the business you realize like oh no you were completely right the whole time if you're not famous no one cares if you can't draw a crowd you're worthless to everyone and uh so that, but yeah, that's what I thought. So when I started doing it, I was like already so felt so privileged to just be doing it, and just like baffled that anyone would want to see it, you know. And I've just always had that. I'm like, I'm not okay, great. 
did a show last night in Brooklyn, and it's not like Brooklyn shows are are usually like uh, they're fine, they're fine. It, there's a lot of tropes that you get booked on a Brooklyn show, it's not going to be that many people, or it'll get canceled or whatever. But like I did a show last night that was fantastic and sold out, and you like forget it can be that good, and I'm just like. It, it just you gotta appreciate it you know it's incredible when it's good it's, it feels great and it's have you ever thought about quitting? yeah I lately I've been thought, thinking about quitting all the time but it's just a New York thing you know you just get these constant rejections you know you, you don't get into this festival you kind of thought you not entitled to but like thought you, you were in line for and then you don't get that and that like that'll bum you out but like it, I that thought of privilege never leaves my mind where I'm just like this is fine like if this is my life forever that's fine that's great like if if this if this current state of affairs it remains forever or even if it gets worse it's still (laughs) fine I'm so I make I don't make a lot of money I always make enough money to pay rent I don't have anything in savings but I never feel like I'm gonna I'm never underwater I'm just always enjoying a day on the lake you know but not like I don't know I never feel safe and it's nice <clears throat> but I never feel like I'm like you know threatened Got it. it's just so who or what scenario is something that you're like nah this would straight up not be fine like if I was to I don't know. Like, I, it would have to be something like a pregnancy or something, something like weird, like very unforeseen. Somebody else's pregnancy, not like you became pregnant. I got somebody pregnant, okay. or like I, something, some unforeseen thing like that. Yeah. Like then I'd be like, well, this I have to, I have to. This is a clear. I have to address. This is a priority, yeah. you know. And like that would be. I'm not one of these people. Like, <clears throat> the narrative of stand-up is so like, you know, you got to sacrifice, you got to pay your dues. It's like. Yeah, it's true, but like you also got to be a decent person right. at the same time. So it's like so many people just like ruin other people's lives <laughs> to do stand up, and that's when that's why stand up gets such like a shitty reputation. And I say this because I've done it. I don't say this because I'm like, wow, he's really like grounded. It's like no, I've been that guy. I've yeah. been a complete dirtbag to people and like affected their lives through my ambition. You know, <laughs> like it's like at a certain point, it's just delusion. You know, you're. You want something that, like, is inherently unhealthy until it isn't, and then it all, and then, and then once you're revered, it becomes unhealthy again. So you have to find that, like, fine line of, like, people enjoy me, and I enjoy doing this, and it's fun. And then as soon as people, like, love you, then it's like, all right, now you have a complex again. (laughs) You're completely tipped over the other way. Because uh, when you're open micing, it's like I'm worthless. But then when I do this, I feel like I have worth, and it's like you shouldn't feel that way. Right. So, but yeah, it would have to be something like just completely unforeseen, or like I would have to get like a family illness or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And my dad, my dad's fine, but like he, had, I had to, he had knee surgery a while back, and I like went home to take care of him. And it's like that's mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like yeah, of course I'll do that. Like it doesn't. I would never think like, no, I can't leave New York because of, what if I miss an audition? Yeah. Like, shut up. Really? <laughs> That's really how you think about that? Uh, so, yeah, there's so much narrative of stand-up that it's like hard and everyone's mean. Uh-huh. 
And it's like, honestly, it's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. <laughs> it's just, there. it's just a, it's not a grind. It's just do it and stuff happens. Yeah. Why you, it's not a pass fail. It's just like exist and that's it. And it's like, and people are incredibly nice. Yeah. If you give them the opportunity and if you're nice, like you're not, the consensus isn't that people are mean and rude and like off cold. Like, no, everyone's doing the same thing and everyone has a lot of the same, you know, personality disorders. So it's like just be, you know, sympathetic to that yeah. and exist knowing that and you're going to have a great time, you know? And it doesn't have to be this like terrible thing, you know? Like, it's like if you're that upset and that's sad, just quit. Like, please yeah. quit. It shouldn't be that. Right. You know? Like, I, I, I'm not, like, a... I'm not saying this from, like, the top of a mountain, either. I'm not in any position to be, like... I'm not successful by any... By a lot of people's standards. And I don't have, like, a... I don't have a validating comedy credit to be, like... Yeah, this guy's only saying this because he does this and this... Like, no, I don't have any of that. And I still say it. Like, yeah. it's, like, just chill out and enjoy it if you enjoy it and if you don't like it like try and process that and if it's something that you don't want to do then don't do it that makes a lot of sense how do you find the attitude of New York comics to be different than comics in Florida and Atlanta um the attitudes New York's um, well because New York there's like the opportunities are always in the back of the room you know you kind of always feel them you know you got like you got like JFL season you got everyone kind of like scooting around you know trying to feel out like where they stand with all that stuff and that stuff's you know around in Atlanta not not so much in Florida because Florida's like not a uh, cohesive scene it's just like Jacksonville's like a kind like a town that has some clubs and like Gainesville's got some stuff going on and South Florida is five or six hours away so it's like not even the same place and they have stuff but like in New York it's just like all everyone is if you're kind of on the the know you kind of know what is in the air and so you're like oh people are you know submitting for this or people are getting this and then you find out who gets it you're like oh okay they got it and that makes sense and so there's like that aspect so people kind of like think about comedy through that filter in New York whereas like in the other places it's kind of it's kind of secondary like I moved to Atlanta over New York when I had been doing comedy for two years because I kind of thought of it as like going to like comedy college I was like, I, I'm not, if I go to New York, I'm going to just get chewed up, and I'm not very good at it, and I'm glad I went to Atlanta, and I learned a lot of things, and I developed. Um, How long were you in Atlanta? Um, about about three years. Uh, I was in Florida for about, I guess about two two and a half, and then Atlanta for like about three, and then here for... Like two and a half, I guess. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, that math is, is there. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that's what I felt about Boston. Like, I was living in Los Angeles and I was thinking about getting started with comedy. And, I mean, a bunch of life stuff was pushing me back to Boston, but I knew, like, I knew I didn't want to get seen by people just starting, like, because I, I didn't have, like, some natural talent right. or anything. 
So I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't the place to do that. Yeah, I've never done comedy in Los Angeles. I've never been out there. Uh, Yeah, I've been to the West Coast, but I've been to, like, I go to, like, Seattle or Portland, and I've never been to Los Angeles. And, I I mean, I'll, I'll go, but I've just been... I've never had the idea, like, oh, I should pay a lot of money to, 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 to go out there and do some shows. It's, it's fine. I would do that, but I've never had a reason. Yeah, and you have fun? I, do, I mean, I, so I lived there, so I also got to see a bunch of people, so it was oh, partially nice. fun uh, yeah. for that. Like, I lived out there for two and a half years, and I hadn't been back for, like, two and a half years, so it was like, hey, we are still kind of friends, yeah. sort of. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, and then I got to do some shows, but then I immediately got, like, bronchitis couldn't move like completely laid out and so it's like okay I paid a lot of money to come here just to lay on my friend's apartment floor with like a hot press to my chest that's terrifying oh it stunk it stunk a lot yeah like I go back to Atlanta a lot for the same same reason it's like I'll just do some shows and see people and have a lot of fun doing that and uh yeah I don't I don't get out of the city uh as much as I'd like, I'd like to do more road stuff, and I'd like to see more of um, of New England. I've never been. I was born in Connecticut, you, but like, you haven't. No, You've not, you haven't been to Boston. I've never been to Boston. Oh my god! I've never even go. been like I've never been anywhere near Boston. You gotta go. You, yeah, you'll you'll go for a weekend. You'll do all the shows and all the people. You'll know it's nice. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, I'd love to. I I'd love to. I I, I will. It's the first time in my life I've never had a car living up here, so it's 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 like. It feels like such a heavy uh, weight to be like, I'm gonna take a train to Boston and then and then find someone to stay with and then yeah. Uber everywhere. Talk to me. Well, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, the t- weekly train pass is like 21 bucks. What? Yes, yeah, so you just you train it everywhere. Oh, that you take the the T. right? T. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd like to do that. <laughs> you made a face. Well, I just I, I was guessing. I like I thought that's what it was called. But I didn't know that was like Chicago. I couldn't remember. Chicago's the L, and then the L? the L. Why is it called the L? Elevated train. You're rolling oh, your eyes. <laughs> no, you boy. Go. The L. Yeah, no, I never been to Chicago either. So you got you have two uh, goals. Uh, I don't mean to determine your life goals, yeah. but you should totally go. Um, it's like a they get it early enough. It's like a ten dollar ticket up to Boston on a mega bus. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I think I just got uh, I got rejected from some festivals, so like I had a lot of like money stuffed uh, for those potentially, and now Did you I get one yesterday. I got a for, rejection for yesterday. Limestone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got rejected from Limestone, and um, so I was gonna. My plan was like I was like, uh, I'll, well, I'll do Limestone, but I'll fly into Chicago and I'll do yeah. Chicago first, and I was like, but I'm now I'll probably just not the same week, but I'll just do the fly into Chicago, yeah. fly back to New York. Do it better than if it's that's like a trade secret but like you know a fest you're seeing the worst of the city when you do a <laughs> festival you're there like it's basically like you're there with not like 30 other tourists yeah. and all the locals are like upset that they don't get their normal stage time <laughs> so if you just go on like a weird week you get the red carpet yeah. you get to actually do everything you wanted to do in the festival but you get to sh- not shine but like you get to be more naturally yeah. just like a, not appreciated but like you have that opportunity you're not one of 30 you're one yeah. guy who's you're in town this week like, oh yeah you're in town yeah you're doing oh, all you the big shows like, uh, yeah whatever. yeah all that net, all the weird weird networking yeah. and clicking and all that stuff 
but yeah, if you just go to a city, they'll, they'll, they'll open the doors for you. Usually people, people, are, people are nice. So we're getting in close to the end of the hour, and this is something I ask everyone. Uh, so what is either like a scoop that you haven't told anybody or like a deep, dark secret also that you probably haven't told a lot of people or something that people would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, I've gad. I just started talking about that on stage like once or twice. Generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. So that's, I, I, there's not a lot of, I, I don't I think that's pretty nor- Common now You know But that's like That's something I've like Always kind of like Kept hidden From people Why? And I'm like I don't know Just cause like It's like Why would you need to know that You know So that is your secret The GAD Yeah I mean I don't really Man I wish I don't know I wish I had something To be like Yeah and I really don't I'm just so boring I've been I've been really lucky, you know. I uh, no, I yeah no I, I don't have anything like that. I wish that's so anticlimactic, but I don't have anything. <laughs> so where can people find information about you and your shows? I have a I have a a website Tumblr that is uh, jakehead.tumblr.com I think, or just on Facebook or Twitter. Just reach out to you personally. Yeah, sure. That's fine. All right. You can, if you, yeah, if you're interested, that would be that would be really nice. I don't know how to end these podcast plugs. It's like, <laughs> follow me on Twitter, but it's just like more. If you just like want to talk about anything I said, you can just send me a message on Facebook. That won't be weird. Like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, thank you, and then this, and that just seems more organic. Like the idea of just like plugging a Twitter. All right. It's like or follow me on Twitter. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> if you're interested, it's there. If you're not. Thank you for listening. Awesome. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining me. This is showing me this uh, fountain and this part of the park, which I have never been to. Guys, this has been Person About Town, now presented by Women in Comedy Festival. Uh, check it out. We have other episodes. We have a live taping. You know, it's all the stuff. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye.